0: What we found with our Black Friday offer uh, was that infusing the AI into the things that we already had, that was our new offer. And it made a huge difference. And, and it from the sales calls, if you, you know, uh, like following up with the salespeople and talking about what moved the needle for them on our, on our thing was that they, didn't want they've seen all of the ai courses and training and all of the stuff that's 100% ai centric and focused and it's not helpful to them anymore what they want is to know how to use it and how does it impact how to use it in the thing they want to accomplish and and can there be something that ties those two things together and so what we did was we tied the ai component into investing in businesses and um and we're really leaning heavy into that, and I haven't seen anybody else in the space do that. How much more successful would you be if you had lunch once a week with insanely successful entrepreneurs who share their biggest secrets on how they think and achieve success? Grab your seat at the table, because this is business lunch with Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice. Welcome to another episode of Business Lunch. And today's a snackable episode with Roland where he's going to get into some more tactical strategies that you can start using to live a rich and happy life. If this is the first snackable episode you're hearing, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes that Roland has put out. And if you want to get notified every time we release a new episode, go to the new businesslunchpodcast.com website and we'll send you detailed notes along with every episode. That's businesslunchpodcast.com, www businessluunchpodcast.com and you can sign up for the free email newsletter where you'll be able to get all the highlights and resources from the episodes. Hey everybody. this is Ryan Dice and Roland Frazier with another episode of Business Lunch. Welcome to the podcast, Ryan. Uh, we are sitting here after the weekend after Cyber Monday, Black
1: Friday, Thanksgiving, all that kind of stuff. How are you doing? I'm great. Uh, I, I don't have family with me anymore. So that's my favorite part. Like all the, you know, relatives that Why came the in. From all the wrong, it's yeah, got, no, it's just, just them. No. So it, it does feel good to be getting back, um, back to quote unquote normal. Um, as much as I love black Friday and cyber Monday and the revenue that comes from that, um, it, it's good to kind of get back into, the swing of things and kind of a a blitz, you know, between now and the end of the year. So really happy with the way that everything ended up uh, for the Black Friday, Cyber Monday sales. Um, And uh, yeah, feeling good. What about you? What are, um,
0: I'm doing great. What what are the big takeaways would you say that you got from that? Like what, what will you do next year, informed by this year, the same because it was amazing and different because it didn't work out like you thought?
1: So this the stuff, I mean, obviously the things that worked, um, we're, we're gonna do again. And we had talked about those on the on the previous um, episode, mm-hmm. but just kind of I guess to, to rehash that a little bit, um, we ran a contest to um, that essentially so entered people. Yes, yeah, so we'll definitely do another contest. Something to get people to enter in and raise their hand and say, I wanna participate in the Black Friday Cyber Monday sale. I think that is good, even if you're gonna go out to your entire list getting people to acknowledge ahead of time. So that was a big win. Um, you know, what, what you did with um, really leveling up the game on the guarantee, you know, having kind of the, the triple double guarantee that we talked about, we're going to implement that across the board. Because uh, nice. I do think that when people are making quick buying decisions, which in, in, in invariably happens when you have a sale like that, there, everybody gets nervous. It's like when you leave for a big trip, you've got this sense that, like, oh, I, I forgot something. You know, did I leave the garage yeah. door open? You know, you've got this sense that you forgot something. I think that when people know they're making quick decisions, the tendency to to have a little bit of reticence around like, oh, what am I missing? So anything you can do to reduce the risk, to reduce the friction, we're definitely going to add um, add that piece in. The Having the widget, the sales widget where, because um, again, back to the same thing, like people feel this, this they want to make a decision now, but they've got some questions. And so giving folks the opportunity to yeah. engage with team members right then and there. And I forget yeah. what that, software was that you used I don't so, want to so them the,
0: there were two the one that we used was not the one that we will ultimately use we used one that was on part of go high level but it was very rudimentary but it did appear on the site and allow us to have conversations the one that we wanted to do but because of the uh, sales uh, disenablement department was in force at the SAS uh, was sales bell and that that was the one that we really wanted to use because um, it allows you to do zooms on the page like really uh, really adds a whole lot of functionality but our service bill sorry service bill but um but we weren't able to get it done in time so um so we will be implementing that one instead
1: here yeah so those are all the things that work that we will do um when i look back on the on the areas where i feel like we missed on a couple of our divisions where we really hit a grand slam on other divisions including you know epic and and all the work that you did there we didn't create a truly exclusive, like brand new bundle offering um, for just Black Friday, Cyber Monday. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that's important. You know, it used to be that like, oh, as long as you're running a discount, um, that's enough. And, and I think that same as retail, like people are looking for these doorbuster kind of deals like th- this thing where not only is this a great value, but you've never seen it before. And I think if it's the same thing that everybody's always seen and that's so like on the digital marketer side, for example, like it, because we went back to doing what we did before it went great. We hit our goals. It was fine. What we didn't have was this is something you've never seen before. And I think the combination of both uh, increased value in the form of if you're doing any kind of discounting or bundling, but also novelty. I think, I think this is the, the chance to introduce something new. We didn't do that, you know, the, the businesses where we didn't do that, it either underperformed or came in kind of right at expectation. It didn't overperform like what we saw on the Epic side where it was, you know, it was not only a great value, uh, not only great bundles, not only kind of a dropdown um, in, in different packaging, starting out high, going low, which maybe you want to speak to, but it was all new. Yeah. Um, at least a new, a new offer, new hook. So old. yeah. Yeah.
0: I um, yeah. So, so I think for what, what, what I learned was that we did not get ready soon enough. Um, we should have started at least 30 days out um, because we were late. Our Cyber Monday offer went out live late Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> so <laughs> just, just a little late. They're very, very frustrating uh, and lots and lots of texts and stuff flying around. Um, I love the ability of the team to adapt as we found new things and we were trying new things and we were like, everybody was... Texting back and forth, you know, we're we're gonna win this, Uh, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna make it go, but um, but it was it was too slow getting out, and we didn't start the Black Friday offer on the Monday before or the Sunday before, which is what I had hoped we would do, um, so we were late getting that out. I think it went out on Wednesday, and um, we were late getting (laughs) we completely missed Cyber Monday, um, but uh, so so definitely getting our act together earlier. Uh, we, we've got to calendar that and get the whole team on that next year. The um, the other thing that was a, a a win though, because of that, we ran it as effectively Cyber Monday week or Cyber week instead of Cyber Monday. And, um, and we really gave plenty of time for sales. So sales came in really right up until we closed the cart. Um, I think that that also teaches me that really you can go the full week before and the full week after. You've got a two week nonstop buying window. And and I don't, like we didn't see all of the sales go away for the rest of the week because we had sales starting the Wednesday before. So I think people are in buying mode and more people get to see your offer. You just have to be careful to have different angles and things like that. But as long as you've got that, um, I, I think it's a two week window of just massive sales. And so if you're if you're closing out just doing like Black Friday, uh Small Business Saturday, the Sunday, and Cyber Monday, I think you're missing out on ten days of
1: sales that that will be above average. Yeah, we did start, um so a digital marketer, not at Scalable, not some of the other brands. Um it did start the Sunday before, like the weekend yeah. before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was so we, basically- we didn't almost a full week before. Yeah. And, and it's amazing how many sales occurred. I think it was like 20 or 30% of the, of the revenue was generated technically before black Friday. And we actually saw things sort of die out and flatten out Thanksgiving, you know, on black Friday and start to maybe pick up a little bit on, you know, on Saturday. And I think that's because that's when everybody's doing it. And and so you can kind of one, get ahead of the game, but two, it's not quite as noisy because you have a lot of people who don't start doing anything they'll 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 be like you know a hush fell over the crowd you know yeah. waiting for it and so you could kind of be the one who when everything's quiet goes hey i'm over here yeah. and 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 yeah. benefit from that so i agree with you i think it's at least a two week deal it is not just a weekend kind of thing like it was back in the day so one other takeaway that i'd like to lead into kind of our main
0: topic today is that that really hit home for me during the black friday thing and um and i it's like you know this i think everybody knows this but we're not necessarily top of mind with it and then even fewer of us are taking action on it and that is with everything that's happening with ai um what what we found with our black friday offer uh was that infusing the ai into the things that we already had, that was our new offer. And it made a huge difference. And, and it from the sales calls, if you, you know, uh, like following up with the salespeople and talking about what moved the needle for them on our, on our thing was that they didn't want, they've seen all of the AI courses and training and all of the stuff that's 100% AI centric and focused, and it's not helpful to them anymore. What they want is to know how to use it and how does it impact, how to use it in the thing they want to accomplish. And, and can there be something that ties those two things together? And so what we did was we tied the AI component into investing in businesses. And, um, and we're really leaning heavy into that. And I haven't seen anybody else in the space do that. Uh, I mentioned to you, I, th- I thought it would be good for us to think about with With scalable, so maybe we could brainstorm some of that when we're talking. But um, but I think that that it's a year old now, as of a few days ago, uh, in terms of Chat GPT, and everybody's not everybody because we're on the we're on the front edge of it. So I have to be careful to say that. But there are quite a few people who have heard about AI now in the news. They have decided that they're going to get left behind if they don't do something about it. They've played with ChatGPT hundreds of millions of people, right? And um but they haven't really done anything other than, you know, uh make me a dad joke with uh with Elon Musk riding on a pony, you know. Uh, and and things like that. It's just it's it's kind of a uh it's kind of a just a as something that's a curiosity for them. And they're playing with it, but what they don't know yet is how do I put this into place? So you look at Adobe's integrating it and all the tech companies have done a good job of it. But what I haven't seen is how are other businesses doing that? And so I think it's, it, it would be interesting just to chat a little bit about that. Um, and I'd love to get your
1: thoughts on it. Yeah, I mean, I think it, you, you said it. It's AI for the vast majority of people, was a, it was a novelty. It was a toy for a couple of months. Last year and in early you know early twenty twenty three it was uh it, it was a bit of a toy and a lot of people jumped in and they started playing with it and they thought it was cool but nobody quite knew what to do with it and that's where I agree I think the biggest opportunity right now is whatever market you serve right and and, and I think this applies by the way this isn't purely a B two B thing that's where it's the most obvious yeah right and, and you know it's funny digital marketer did this. Um, on the marketing front, when we just sold, you know, the AI, you know, how to basically do AI in marketing generically, it did, it did really well, you know, earlier this year when it was brand new coming back out and doing it again, it's always like, eh, not as much, but when we shifted it to AI powered copywriting, you know, AI powered content. Now I think what people are looking for is a more specific use case for this technology. Yeah, Everybody knows that they need to incorporate it they know that there's advantages to be had they know that there's efficiencies to be had they know that if they don't figure it out that they, there's a chance they get left behind but they don't yet know how to connect it and what most of the ai stuff that's out there is just generic how to chat gpt yeah i mean it, it again it reminds me of the early days of the internet where it's like how to use the internet how to use a web browser and it wasn't until people came along and it was speak you know how to leverage this technology to do something that you're already doing I think that's the big advantage, and that's what you kind of, I don't say accidentally figured out because it was strategic, but figuring out the people who are investors, right? As an investor, how can you leverage AI to be a better investor? Um, As somebody who's doing acquisitions, how can you leverage AI to better identify acquisition targets and better assess acquisition targets? Oh, now I see the connection. Now you're giving me something that I already wanted, but you're overlaying a new mechanism, which makes the thing that I've always wanted um, more possible, more available, more efficient, more effective. And I think that's the big opportunity. And I think this works for everybody, B2B. And as, I would argue, especially B2C, because they're going to do it last because yeah. the connections are less obvious.
0: Yeah, and and thinking about uh, use cases and, and, and implementing this. So um, for me, it's now not necessarily that people want to learn how to do AI. It's that they want to be able to use AI. And so I think that for, a, for the next level of what's going to go on, we're not really saying, hey, look, you can pull up ChatGPT and this is how you can help it do an acquisition. We're building the GPTs, which are the mini apps now, that will be on the app store, which allegedly is going to happen now in 2024. Um, but but we're building those little mini apps right now. And so they will go out and do what people need. So I'm, I'm basically taking a jobs to be done approach to it. So what are the jobs to be done in this thing that you want to accomplish? My goal is, for example, I want to buy a business. Okay, great. What are the jobs to be done? Well, I've got to find, I've got to negotiate, I've got to... Um, uh, look at paperwork and things like that. So can we build apps or GPTs as they're calling them, uh, to do this? And so we just, we just did our first one last night. We beta tested and, uh, and it was great. It's an acquisition criteria creator. And so basically it walks people through, asks them a whole bunch of questions. They just get a, a QR code, they can scan it and then go and when it's done they've got specific things that they can go after. Then there's another one that will find them the sp- the actual business. So the first is what, are the ca- what is my acquisition criteria and what are the categories of companies I should go after? Then how can I go out and scrape the web and find a whole bunch of them to go after? Then how can I have a conversation with a seller but train myself in a simulation so that I can do that? And so we've got 12 GPTs now that are jobs to be done oriented that will help people do this. And they don't have to learn AI. They don't have to learn how to prompt. Because I think that's gonna be like, when you get into advanced prompting, it's quasi-coding because like, there, there, are, there are code-like things that you need to do to be able to get everything out of it. And I just don't think people wanna learn that. I think people want the result, not the process of building the thing that will get the result. So, so let's take that out to the consumer world then to me, it would be, can you get, what are the jobs to be done for uh, a car company, right? A, a, a auto sales company, let's say. Well, it's going to be, you know, what, what kind of car do I want? How can I configure? What, uh, where can I find the best price? All that kind of stuff. So if you were, if you have a uh, e-commerce site or a or product site or a brick and mortar store to me, what are the things that you could create that you can deploy and make available to your audience, your prospects and your existing customers to help them buy more, to help them have a better customer journey that's more effective and more efficient. How can you help existing customers see based on what they've already got, what they can do? And now maybe tying the GPT into your CRM to find out what tags has the customer got so you know what they bought. Now you can create a customized AI experience that'll help them get the most of it? Or how can they better use the product? How can they use more of the product? How can they use it more often? You know, that, all of those things. Uh, and I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, so I think, I think there's a couple approaches that you could take, uh, take to this. So um, I think to ask yourself, for my ideal client, I think one of the first questions that you should ask is, what, what, what's their existing sunk cost? Like, what have they already invested in that they would like to be able to get more out of? Right. And and yeah. how could they leverage AI to, in some way, shape or form, optimize, you know, investments that they've already made? Um, because then you could say, like, great, so this is definitely helping with that. If you want even more help, we got other ways to do that. Um, so that's kind of the first bit that I would think about. So, you know, an example of that, you know, might be um, if. I'm gonna. This is more of a B2B example, but perhaps some type of AI around how to evaluate your your current team, or you know, in how to input your financial statements and have it spit out your reviews to get a sense of that. Like, it, if you think but about how, how to, apply, right? Not how to 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 give them yeah, the yeah. GPT. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And and I think in some cases, giving them the GPT is sort of level one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, level two. I do still think in a lot of markets there is a place for how just to go in and prompt chat GPT to do it. I agree with what you're saying. It's better if you could just give them the GPT. But I'm thinking yeah. out to like most of our listeners, and they're probably like, I don't know what the crap you're talking about. Right. Uh-huh. That's that's beyond me. But and so I do still think, the- think that there's room for that. More more to the point. Now here's here's a limitation yeah. that I didn't I
0: didn't think about. Um, I guess because I, I it just didn't occur to me. But so I sent the QR code out for the GPT to, um, to several people for the beta. And um, some of them were like, uh, oh, I, I, uh, I haven't set up my account yet. I didn't, so it, you have to be logged in, for example. So if I send that QR code, they can't use the GPT. They're not freestanding. They're dependent on you having an account and having access to chat GPT, which is a pretty big weakness in terms of it's not going to work without you being logged in. Yeah. So, um, so I think that's a, that's a place to go, but uh, yeah, I, I, I
1: agree with you. I, I think that, go ahead. Yeah, so just to keep picking up, I think that like, what is their sunk sun cost and how, how can we leverage this technology for them to be able to get more insights, data and efficiency out of sun cost? The, the second piece that I would look at is um, envisioning their like ideal result of their ideal experience, can it be utilized in some way for them to be able to kind of plan that out? That's what you're talking about in terms of, well, the acquisition criteria is more the third thing. So what I'm thinking about, we had a client who uh, manufactured surfboards, right? And so what if you could create a GPT, or again, show somebody, here's how to leverage this tool to plan the ultimate surf vacation. Mm -hmm. Round the world, endless summer vacation planner. Now this yeah. is the kind of thing where um, is somebody actually going to use that to, uh, to 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 go on this trip? Some will, the vast majority won't. But as you're getting people to envision their ideal after, and you're giving them an opportunity to play in a new way with something that makes that ideal after more real. As human beings in general, we don't take actions until we first imagine ourselves taking that action. Just kind of how we yeah. work. And so yeah. to give them a tool and a framework to leverage new fun technology. So I think that's another perhaps approach to take. And the third thing would be, what is an aspect of your process that is necessary, but maybe a little bit painful and maybe a little bit arduous that you can splinter out? Um, the example that, that you gave, which I thought was great, was um, you know in, in doing investments, you need to come up with your acquisition criteria. Well, we know in working with a lot of people, nobody really wants to do that. It's kind of sitting there thinking about stuff. It's, it's heavy on the research side. And so if you can walk them through a process or even better, give them a turnkey GPT, a turnkey tool that just does it, not only now are we identifying people who are ideal client, but now we're increasing the level of belief because a previous blocker you've now overcome. Um, and I think an example of that, like in the consumer space is if I'm, if I'm in fitness, I'm, I'm in health. I'm a personal trainer or something like that. I would absolutely have a GPT or have some type of tutorial on how to leverage this tool to do meal planning, right? As opposed to giving somebody a meal plan, say, use this to come up with your ideal meal plan based on your favorite foods, the foods that you hate allergies, all these other things, let it create your own because that is an arduous pain in the butt task. That isn't a lot of fun. It doesn't necessarily cause me to lose weight right away. Um, but if you show me how to do that now, the next thing is, okay, great. Now that you got the meal plan, Let's get some accountability on following it and let's get you an exercise plan as well. So I think if you think about it in those three ways, right, um, like what's their sunk cost and how can they leverage this technology to get more out of it? What's their ideal after and how can they leverage this technology to envision that or better plan for that? And then what is a piece of the process that might be, you know, an arduous blocker, a common bottleneck that you can leverage to streamline that that might be open up some ideas for people?
0: yeah I like that and and the jobs to be done the, what are what are each of the steps in the process of getting along that that customer journey from where they are to where they ultimately want to be um, yep. how do you want to uh we can stop here or we could brainstorm a little bit on how we might do that in scalable what what do you what do you think Yeah, I love it let's do it okay okay so based on that knowing uh, what what would you say what's the customer journey in scalable?
1: in terms of from um For DM, more- by the way an,
0: an ai cvj uh, an ai customer value journey lead magnet could be kind of interesting right something that mm-hmm. would help help somebody build the customer value journey um as they go but using ai would be kind of a cool lead magnet um yeah I agree. my thinking was was just so let's let's say um What's the primary thing that somebody at Scalable
1: is getting from Scalable? Is it the operating system? Yep. Yep. So the I, Scalable's ideal client is somebody who sales and marketing are generally fine. They could always be better, but they're generally good. They're running up against kind of capacity constraints, uh, founder, CEO, burnout. Um, just in, in general, the sales and the opportunity is there. They don't have the ability to, they're not Scalable yeah and so and then the solution that's given is the scalable OS yeah, the operating system is kind of the 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 foundational piece of it, and then there's all kinds of other tactical things in and around you know hiring and firing in and around uh, communication and and pieces that kind of extend a little bit beyond the operating system but yeah, okay, so then, in terms of the
0: front end of that, if you're thinking about all the things that are the the issues there, if it's hiring and firing what's what's the ideal say like so it could be the um uh, could be the uh, team builder AI team builder so that basically it'll analyze what your current org structure is you could upload your org chart if you have one if not it'll ask you step by step how many you know how many people are there what are the primary roles, what roles are you occupying that kind of stuff, and then give them a Ideal org chart for their company with these are the job titles and um, and uh, descriptions of the people that you need to hire. So it could be actually maybe a hiring plan creator, yeah, or something hiring like plan that. builder.
1: I yeah. think, and, and especially if you typed in things like, you know, this is our revenue, this is our our, our you know current profit margin, this is how much is going. So it could look at, you know, uh, oh, you're you know you're currently spending, you know, you're. There there's too much going to people right now. So you yeah. need to reallocate. So forty percent of forty percent is going forty
0: percent of revenue is going to labor in your industry, it should be twenty percent. And Chat GPT could go find that and fill yep. those things in for you and give them a pretty cool report.
1: Yeah, I think I think a hiring
0: plan builder would be
1: freaking awesome.
0: So that to me to me that would be cool. Um I think that what you and I did at uh, at Get Scalable Live, um, the cash flow analysis thing, yeah. um, uh, which which I built for that, so we could we could definitely take that and use that where they upload their financial statements. And then it basically spits back here's where you're underperforming, here's where you're overperforming, here's where you're nominal. And here are the opportunities based on all of this that you could, you know, that you can do better. I saw, um, I think it was Ernst just uh, did a test in the UK with an with AI fraud finder to find basically for their clients to upload financial statements and find fraud in, in the test, it was two out of 10 had indications of fraud, not meaning like pervasive, terrible things like that, but red flags to check Mm -hmm. out. So things like that, I think, I think that would be kind of cool. Um, And then in the operating system itself, uh, if you're breaking it down into what you mentioned, were those kind of gnarly things that, that are, time-consuming and you know, that, that, that are sticking points that stop people from getting the system
1: implemented even once they got it, what, what would some of those be? I mean, one of the biggest things that, that is the biggest pain in the butt that everybody needs is basic SOPs. Yeah. Um, and so something where you would upload you know, a Loom video and it would do the transcription, it would essentially create a basic SOP, but then also look out there and say, what are some possible steps that you're missing in this? Yeah. Right. Based on other things we've seen. So an SOP generator, um, standard operating procedure generator would be would be big Um, related to what you were talking about before that expense ratio. So as unsexy as this sounds, one of our best performing lead magnets at the scalable company is the expense ratio analyzer. Are you, you know, are your expense ratios where they need to be? Because again, like so something on one of the hardest parts about that is knowing what should what should they be? And we yeah. tell people, well, you need to go and do some research, but if we know, just
0: did that for them and made that not bang out, right? Yeah. See, I to me, what GPTs for
1: each of those things would be just sexy as hell. Really, really. really I agree. Cool. Yeah. No, I I completely agree. So that um, that's there. You know, you've got the you got the team piece. You got that. I mean, all the other ones, man. It gets pretty. um uh, like that, that, that was just the most.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: wanted to give people an idea of, of,
0: you know, that to me, this, this is the process that, that would help you identify that because you might be thinking, yeah, well, I sell horseback riding lessons. So this doesn't apply to me. You know, well, it does follow what we just talked about, right? What are, what is the customer value journey? What are the jobs to be done? What are the sticking points? All of that can be valuable to them. And I thought Ryan's idea of, uh, with the surfboard company about like a surf vacation planner, that's not something that helps them necessarily consume your product but it's certainly organic traffic uh, magnet worthy. It's something that will get people in, so out on social and that kind of stuff. And then you have all of the things that you can do to to create those videos automatically and and whatnot. But I think it's it's just something to think about as you're going forward. I know that we're gonna be very, very heavily focused on how do we show people, how do we use AI not as a novelty? How do we use it not as a curiosity, but- and not as a standalone, but really as an integral part of whatever it is that we're providing. So food for thought.
1: Any closing thoughts, Ryan? Uh, this is, I, I, would, I would just in, hope, encourage people, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't get it, I don't get it, I don't understand, um, just know we are still early. And so if you don't understand, if you're a little bit intimidated by this, that's fine. Get in the circles of people who do understand it because um, burying your head in the sand is not an option, okay? You do not want, uh, unless you've decided that you're going to be out of the game in the next like three to five years, you, you do not want to let this pass you by. It would be like letting, just deciding like, I don't think I can figure out this, this pesky internet thing. So we're just going to do business without the internet. I think it's going to be as catastrophic of a, mis- of a mistake. Um, and, and you're more than capable uh, of figuring this out, just get in the right rooms of people who, who are figuring this stuff out. It's learnable.
0: Yeah, I, I would say even more so maybe than the internet, because the internet, you can still have a business today with absolutely no internet presence and um and you can do fine. You're missing giant channels for generating clients and for selling, but you can have your bait and tackle shop and your coffee shop and um and even your um your car washes and service businesses without the internet and make your money off of Foot traffic and things like that, and even traditional ads. What is more insidious about failing to embrace AI, in my opinion, is that it will make your competition not just have more channels than you, it will help them be able to outcompete you because the way that they are going to work uh, AI into making their businesses more efficient and effective on all fronts. The new ways to wash a car, how to do it more efficiently, effectively, how to save money, how to run my whole business better is is much, much deeper than even the huge, huge channel that the internet is, I think.
1: Couldn't agree more. That's why we're talking about this stuff.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Well, that's uh, that's some AI thoughts and, uh, and kind of getting it in your business. Hopefully, you guys uh, will find some value in this. If you do, please share it with your friends, family, and other people. And um, we're asking that each of you share this with 1 million of your friends. That's our ask this all. week. Just, just 1 all. million. Just 1 because million.
1: Because if you share it with a million
0: friends and they share it with a million friends. Right. And you need to ask them that, by the way. Yes, then so we'll have 2 million that. people. Exactly. Because that's just that's, math. That's math. Yeah. Not an exact math. science. As we all know, we'll see you guys next time on Business Lunch. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, Roland Frazier here. 100% free. Just visit businesslaunchpodcast.com forward slash epic to get your free access to my epic investing training right now while it's available. Hey, Roland Frazier here. If you're looking for a way to grow your business exponentially, to get more customers and ultimately increase your wealth, there's no faster way to do it than to acquire other businesses that already have the customers, products, services, teams, and media that you want. If you wanna double your sales, just acquire a company that has the same sales as yours. It sounds simple, but far too many people end up starting new businesses that fail and forget that they could skip all the hard stuff and just acquire one that already exists. There's a reason why